0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. Uh, I tell you what, we've been seeing some interesting things here in the Scripture, have we not, during these times of our podcast. And so we're in John chapter 3 right now. And we saw in the last episode uh, that John, the Baptist, his disciples were sort of concerned because they said, hey, uh, you know, the one that you uh, testified about beyond the Jordan over there, uh, he's baptizing, and and all the people are going to him. (laughs) All are coming to him. In other words, you're not the main man now. He's attracting more attention than you are. And so let's pick up again where we left off last week, what John's response was. So this, this is the third chapter of John. Uh, Verse 27, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given him from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent ahead of him. So as we saw last time, he's just testifying. He said, everything that has been granted to us has been granted from heaven. It comes from heaven. And I told you, you're my witnesses to this, that I told you that I'm not the Christ, but that I've been sent ahead of him. He continues on, verse 29. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made full. This is a major, major thing right here. What John is saying is this, y'all know why I came. I'm the one that comes before the one that's Messiah. I've already told you, behold the Lamb of God. I've told you who it is. And it's like this. He said, I'm like the friend of the bridegroom who's rejoicing greatly when he hears the bridegroom's voice. And when the bridegroom comes and the wedding's about to take place, he rejoices greatly. He said, this joy of mine has been made full. He is acknowledging that Jesus is Messiah. He is acknowledging that his time is coming to an end and that his joy is full. They thought that he might be offended because people were going to Jesus rather than to him. You know, they thought that he might be distracted by that. They were the ones that were distracted by it. Now, watch this. Let me just read the last part of that phrase. So, this joy of mine has been made complete. Verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. Oh, okay. We've heard that. We know that. But now we know the context a little better. John totally knew what was going on. He totally knew that Jesus was Messiah. And this gets interesting in a few more uh, verses. Okay, But he just told him, he says, no, this is what God wants. He's going to increase. I'm going to decrease. And then he continues on verse 31. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. So he's showing that Jesus is the one that has come from, from uh, heaven. He's above all. He says that twice right here. He starts off the first part of verse 31 with that and then ends verse 31 with it. That he who comes from above above is above all. And then he sandwiches himself in between those two phrases. He said, I'm just of the earth, okay? I just speak of the earth. Verse 32, what he has seen and heard, of that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has set his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the spirit without measure. So this is John testifying of who Jesus is. That he's received, that Jesus has received the testimony from the Father. That God is true. That Jesus is the one that is seen and that it has heard, has been in heaven itself. And that Jesus is the one who gives the Spirit. You know, quite often people will sit there and particularly in the New Testament churches and sort of out of my background will talk about how Uh, uh, that the Holy Spirit didn't come to the day of Pentecost, et cetera, et cetera. You see the Holy Spirit all through the Scripture. okay? And right here, you see John acknowledging that Jesus is the one that gives the Spirit without measure, in abundance. Now, verse 35, the Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So you see what John is saying to his uh, uh disciples right here. He's saying, The Father has sent him, he is the Son of God, and the Father has given all things into his hands. And you must believe in him. Don't believe in me. I told you I'm just the one that comes before the one. He is the one. And in the Son, that's where eternal life is. But if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, if you don't obey the Son, then you're not going to see life. And not only are you not going to see life here on earth, the abundant life that uh, John the writer here will talk about later on, not only will you not see that, but the wrath of God abides on him. And that's like in the, the present tense right now. Well, that goes to the great questions that uh, that Job asked and that King David even asked. Well, why is it that the unrighteous seem to flourish in this life? Well, it's not because the wrath of God is not upon them, because the wrath of God is upon them. But the wrath of God will not be manifested until the ultimate day of judgment. They may think be thinking, oh, everything is great and everything's wonderful, and I have been blessed with abundance of stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But if you have not believed, if you're not obeying the Son, if you're not abiding in the Son, then you don't have true life. It is true. There are many that have true life, and yet they don't have the things of this world that the world points to as success or abundance. But that doesn't matter. Which had you rather have? The abundant life of the Lord and the blessing of the Lord now and for all eternity or the wrath of God abiding upon you? Even though things may look good right now, if you're not a believer, the wrath of God abides upon you, and the day will come when you will experience the wrath of God. So John was just cutting through it right here. John the Baptist, he was just saying, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Uh, John the apostle is writing it down for us, and he's letting us know that Jesus is the one that speaks the words of God. He's the one that gives the Spirit. He's the Son. Everything's been given into his hand we are to believe in the son and if you believe you will have eternal life so that begs a question okay and i think we do well to examine this from time to time do you truly believe i don't say that to draw doubt into anybody's life anybody's heart but i say it because so many people who say they believe and who profess to believe are false professors <laughs> They think that they have done right. They think they've done everything. But when you start talking to them, you find out that their salvation is predicated upon their ability to do good works, their ability to do religious acts, their ability to do certain things, rather than simple faith and belief that Jesus is the Son of God. They have believed, but they haven't professed and believed unto salvation. And so if you examine yourself and find yourself to be there, I can tell you, that today is the day of salvation. Truly repent, truly confess, call upon the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand this. I thought I was right, but I don't think I am. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief and watch how he changes you. Again, I'm Dale and I'll see you again next time.